They gave us all a few heart palpitations late in the match again yesterday. I'm sure they did for the coaching staff as well and most of the supporters at the ground. Danny Daly joins us on the line now. How's the heart, Danny? No, all good this morning, mate. Um, it's good to get a win. It, it, it's strange, isn't it? You, that's the second week in a row Brisbane have just looked unbeatable and we were talking about this a little bit earlier in the show. You, you kind of forget how good they are and that the opposition who are good in their own right must come back at some stage but didn't they come back? Yeah well they did um, no doubt you know Vossi told them at three quarter time just to take the game on and they certainly did that um, you know and, and the kick eight goals was, was a big quarter for them but you know we had a couple of opportunities in the corner to you know get shots on goal but for whatever reason our players were a little bit unselfish and tried to pass off and you know Charlie Cameron was one example, but, you know, in a game of football, the oppo always get momentum at some time, but we just weren't able to uh, to stop them, yeah. So it was good to get a couple of centre-bounce goals late. Danny, uh, have you checked in with Callum Archie or Marcus Adams this morning? Because, uh, well, Archie looked really crook and Adams wasn't looking much better. Yeah, so Cal, he was, um, he was knocked out for uh, a few seconds, so he was a bit sore and sorry after the game, and I just flicked him a text uh about half an hour ago, but I haven't heard back, so um, he wasn't too bad last night, albeit a massive headache, so he'll obviously miss 12 days with the, the protocols, and Marcus was more his ribs, he got the massive whack in that marking contest in his ribs, so he was pretty sore and sorry. We don't think there's any breaks or fractures or anything, but five-day break, it'll be um, tough for him to get up, I would have thought, so um, yeah, a couple of injuries out of the game. Danny, I don't know whether you've caught up with the match yet uh, with the commentary, but they were making a big deal out of it in the last quarter. Uh, the commentators about the fact that you know, Brisbane let that big lead disappear, and it's crucial with the percentage. I think what are you now two two point uh, or three point three percent behind the Swans, and a little bit further behind Melbourne. So there's, there's a lot going on, isn't it? Were you guys aware of that as they were coming, or were you just concentrating on the game, just trying to hang on? Oh, you concentrate on the game and, yeah, just try and, and get the win first and foremost. Um, yeah, without worrying about the percentage. I mean, obviously, you know, obviously during the game you're sort of worrying a bit about it because I thought in that first three quarters we had opportunities to really, you know, put Carlton away. Yeah. That might sound strange considering we're nine goals up at three-quarter time, but I thought we left a few goals on the table and could have been 12 or 13 goals goals in front. But, um, no, towards the last five minutes it was more about just uh, finding a way to to win the game and get some momentum back and get a, a couple of goals that you're able to do. So it's quite funny. You, you think after the game, well, we were lucky to hold on there, but you win by six goals. So any other game you win by yeah. six goals, you're It's happy. a good point, uh, Danny, because if we had have said to you a uh, Sunday morning, you're going to walk away with a 33-point win, but you were leading by more at three-quarter time, you'd still take it, wouldn't you? Oh, you would. Um, but there'll be some great learnings for us out of that game, which we'll go through tomorrow with our players, just about... I just thought in that last quarter we um, continued to want to play quick. Um, we had opportunities just to slow the game down and, um, you know, get some uncontested marks, but we continued to play quick because Carlton were. So um, there'd be some good learnings from us in that last quarter as well. So, um, yeah, but right. take, take the 6 win. There's a couple of times there where, you're right, when Brisbane actually slowed it down and kicked backwards and forwards across the field just to, to get possession and work the ball down. Yeah, you know, that's when they were at their best. 
Yeah, it is. Um, you know, one thing, if you go quick, generally the opposition have got numbers back, which Carlton did in the last quarter. So we were playing quick and kicking it to one or two of our players who had four against them. So Carlton were able to win it and then, uh, you know, slingshot the ball back the other end. So uh, just more about us being able to control the game how we want to control the game and get the game played at our pace and not the opposition's pace. So, um, yeah, we'll get some good learnings out of that last quarter. You must have been pleased with Zach Bailey now. We know Zach had COVID back in round 15. He's been a bit quiet since then, Danny. Two goals in his last five games, and we saw that big hit he took last weekend. Did he spend Sunday night in, in, in hospital? I know he had to stay back in Melbourne when you travelled back. Was he actually in hospital? Yeah, he was in hospital. So he got out of hospital about midday on Monday. Yeah. Um, and we actually thought that game against Richmond, he was really starting to find his form. I think he had about 11 possessions. So the time he went off, you know, eight minutes into the second quarter was, I think, the second-ranked player on the ground. So he was starting to find his feet last week. So, you know, that really hurt us last week. Um, but, yeah, he was he was, he was was very, very good yesterday. When he's up and going, he just provides that, you know, that extra bit of class for us. Um, so, yeah, it was good to see him get rewarded yesterday. I think on Brownlow Medal Night, Gil McLaughlin will be saying from this match yesterday, Al Neal, Brisbane, three votes. Good one. He, he, um, oh, he was. Yeah, he, um, you know, up against Cripps and Walsh in there, he, he set the scene for us and his ability to get to contest and his, you know, ground ball, ground level control of the ball is like nothing I've seen, to be honest, of a player. So no doubt he led the way for us yesterday and played an outstanding game. You know, got that first goal, which was a beautiful goal for us and, and set us alight. And I thought our skipper found some form as well yesterday. So there were some good things to come out of yesterday's game. Well, the first quarter, the pressure that you brought in the first quarter, you, you sort of just... Carlton couldn't do a thing, Danny, and you, just, you made mention the best best half of footy you played was at the MCG the week before against Richmond. So all you've got to do now is sustain that for four quarters. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I think when we, when we can win the contest and clearance and get in our forward half and bring the heat and our pressure, um, you know, that's, that's our brand, um, and it's... It's as good as anyone's. We've just got to maintain that for as, as long as we can in games. And then when the opposition get momentum, as I said, which sides do, just find a way to be able to control that momentum and, and, and swing it back on our terms. But there was a lot to like out of yesterday's game. Now, Danny, uh, as we know, uh, each and every week, uh, win, lose or draw, uh, you come on Radio Tab Breaking Show, and we really appreciate that. And you've been doing that for two or three seasons now. But can you confirm that next year you will be alternating with Buddy Franklin? <laughs> Oh, uh, well, I'm seeing if Buddy comes and I'll be getting the Kyber. Um, he likes to have Buddy every week if he's in Brisbane. So uh, No, no, uh, we we'll... stick with our man. You're our man. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's room for two of us. Um, yeah, but look, it, it, uh, it, ran out of, it ran out of puff, that story, at the end of the week when he put that statement out, but uh, the, the whole world went, went into overdrive. Well, it did. Um, and, you know, if anyone's closer to the situation it's Fags and like even Fags ran me and he was like what's going on here because um I think he said in his press the last time he spoke to Buddy was when he kicked his house with goals so um I suppose the media and everyone put you know one-on-one together and you know her family's from the Gold Coast and you know they did mention something about moving up to to Queensland so there's two clubs in Queensland so um I think as Fags said he's got to decide whether he wants to retire or stay in Sydney or or what he wants to do, but if they decide to move to Queensland and he decides he wants to play football, we'd be crazy not to have a chat with him. So, you know, we'll just see how it pans out, eh? Well, Luke Henderson is one of the biggest realtors on the Gold Coast, 
Danny, and he's uh, yeah, a great listener of this show and this station. So he'll happily uh, look after Buddy if he does want to move to the Goldie and sort of help you uh, find a pathway from the Gold Coast to Brisbane every day for him, the quickest route. So uh, we'll look after you if we can. The biggest, the biggest problem I've got is Charlie Cameron came to me yesterday morning just said, remember, I'm the number 23 and I'm the king of Brisbane. So. <laughs> oh, look oh, out. There's drums I was, I was watching, just on Charlie Cameron. I was watching, doesn't he cover some ground? You've obviously got GPSs on these players. Who's, who's the player that covers the most ground at the Lions? Uh, Yuma Quaggage is the one that's... Uh, Yuma Quaggage and Jared Berry are the two highest in terms okay. of metres covered. In terms of sprints, um, yeah, it's Charlie Cameron. He's right up there. He's, you know, his ability those, you know, 30, 40 metre dashes he makes. But uh, yeah, Yuma Cluggage, Jared Berry, uh, Lockie Neal. Um, you forget how hard Lockie works up and down and around the mm. contest. He, so they're, they're probably the three, the three biggest runners at our at our club GPS wise. Tell you who's been great since, and we, we've mentioned him a couple of times now since he's come back into the side. Reese Matheson. He was good again yesterday, Danny. Yeah, he was good. Um, I thought that was his best game, actually, of the five games he's played. And, you know, he kicked that late goal and put some drama and theatre around it by kicking it right on the line. So, got a couple of minutes of extra celebration. But um, he's made a difference, you know. And, you know, him and, and JL and, you know, Zorks through there, just, um, you know, only getting their 20, 22, 23 possessions uh, each. That's all you need, a good contribution. And then Lockie obviously gets to work with his 30 and also in McCluggage. So... Our midfield over the last four or five weeks has, um, you know, has been really good and got our contested ball back on on track. So he's been a great addition to our team. Every match is a tricky match, but probably none more so than this week. You've got St Kilda, who honestly couldn't beat time with a stick, but there's still a hope if they win this week of making the eight. And you've got them on Friday night in Melbourne. Yeah, five day break for us, so quick turnaround. But um, yeah, their season's on the line. Obviously, they need to win to. You know, continue the opportunity to make the eight. So um, they play the ground really well. Um, we had a good contest up here about seven or eight weeks ago, where you know they played some really good football, but we got away from them in the last quarter. So you know we're still got high hopes for top four, and they got high hopes for top eight. So um, it should be a good game. Um, you know, we've got a couple of sore boys after yesterday, so this week will all be about the recovery. We won't train too much, and we'll head down to Melbourne on Thursday. So um, it should be a, a good. A good game Friday night. Danny, you know uh, a lot of things that you say on this show on a Monday morning quite often features in the Herald Sun a, a matter an hour later. So from what you said this morning, the only thing stopping Buddy Franklin from being at the Lions next year is wearing the number 23 jersey. So if he can agree to wear a different number, <laughs> he's a Lion. Is that what you made of that, Jared? <laughs> maybe maybe what you do is, because it, it sounds like Charlie's not going to give it up, maybe you have 23A and 23B. <laughs> Well, that'd be a first, wouldn't it? <laughs> if, if it was to happen. Oh. <laughs> Very diplomatic oh, answer. Good on you, Danny. Look, we've got so much football to play out this season. We don't have to worry about next season just yet. Look, quick turnaround, Danny. All the best for the boys. Hopefully four more points against the Sainers on Friday night. No worries. Thanks, boys. Uh, appreciate your support as always.